after that, I um, decided, you know, I wanted to play with my friends. I wanted to like make a team of just my friends and do that, you know. I just travel around the country with my friends and play paintball. And that was um, that was what we did. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Down Under Paintball. This is episode 18, and this week we're sitting down with Josh Bailey. Josh is a paintballer from New Zealand, having helped out Explicit for many years, coming over and representing New Zealand with the Clown Monkeys as well. As we find out in this interview, Josh, being a Kiwi, was able to start playing very young. Josh found himself in a bit of a paintball mecca. It had some good pedigree of paintballers in New Zealand to train with and against. Josh was someone that I enjoyed playing against for several years always had some tough battles with him so i was happy to have this chance to sit down and catch up with him and find a bit more about his history so with that we'll just jump straight into this episode of down under paintball okay i need to find paintball again if that's the kind of commitment you're going to give then that's the kind of commitment i want so i'm sticking you're listening to down under paintball i mean everybody on that team was a veteran everybody this is Will McDonald, and you're listening to Down Under Paintball. It does make it a more interesting sport for the masses. They are doing it better than anyone else, to be honest. Yeah, show show other women that might be interested in playing that, hey, you know, you can go out there and you can be successful in this sport. It's best. I've got the best seat in the house with some of the best paintball in Australia. And you're listening to Down Under Paintball. I don't, I don't enter into the politics, I'm not interested. I'm just trying to, you know, grow the sport, get more people playing paintball. On this week's show, we're sitting down with Josh Bailey. Welcome to the show. Hey, man. How's it going? Yeah, good. It's, uh, yeah, no, nice. I, every time I call the, the Kiwis, where I do early morning episodes, so they work well for me. It's a, yeah, it's a nice rainy old morning over here. Yeah, well, when you said 8 a.m., I thought, man, that must be early over there. Eh? <laughs> You're getting up at 5 a.m. But, um, yeah, now she's a clear sky over here, negative four and a half degrees or something, nice and chilly. Yeah, nice. Just, do it, do it. Oh, sorry? No, I was just going to say I'm just sitting in the dark here trying not to wake up the, the rest of the family, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I'm doing the exact same thing. <laughs> secret missions so uh yeah do you guys like where whereabouts in uh in nz are you calling from um calling from christchurch in the uh south island nice you got get snow down there often no actually well i'm not from here originally i'm from wellington but um when i moved down here i was like i thought the same thing i thought yeah i might get a few winters with some snow in there but um yeah because it's at sea level doesn't really yeah. uh, snow too much. Yeah, that's uh, that sea level. Yeah, it's always just sort of stays around the same. Like you get that. Yeah, it's always yeah. like 300 meters above sea level. It starts snowing. But yeah, right. on the hill, on the hills, you can see you get a bit of snow, but yeah, it's really down on the flats. Yeah. Yeah, we've got to drive like six hours to get to snow here. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> no, so uh, yeah, well, thanks, thanks for coming on and um. Yeah, let's uh let's get into it. Well, yeah, yeah. Why don't you just uh, let everyone know, yeah, a little bit about yourself and and how you got into how you got into the sport of paintball. Yeah, well, um, probably uh, 
bit old now, I guess. Uh, <laughs> my my paintball first paintballs um, game was about twenty odd years ago, back before the uh, new millennium, before the global war on terror and all that jazz. You know, um, nineteen ninety nine, I think wow. was my first game. <laughs> I think it was the crisp age of 12, 13 years old. Nice. Um, so good. Yeah, yeah I know, good. right? I heard some of your early episodes. You're always going on about, man, you know, I wish I could have got into it earlier. And uh, I guess it's a bit lucky over here that, you know, we didn't have any of those restrictions. Because, um, yeah, I was at school, I was at college, and my uh, good mate Trevor Bradley, he, um, I remember him coming up to me and, saying something about his older brother who was at school with us at the time, a couple of years older, he um, said, oh, my brother and uh, some of his mates are organising a game of paintball against um, some of the teachers, some of the male teachers at school. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, we should we should tag along on that. And I was like, yeah, that could be cool. Where are they? Dead keen. And uh, so, yeah, we went along to that. And, and I just remember it being like so – so me, you know, shooting things and uh, especially like the older teachers, you know, like the PE teacher and that, just like, yeah, getting some back on those guys. But uh, <laughs> getting out, getting into the bush and yeah, just shooting guns was right up my alley, yeah. Yeah, nice. Do you remember what, what, what guns they were back then? Yeah, they were, they were, um, we were back when, uh, before evil and that they were like um pmi i don't know if you oh, yeah. remember that yeah. yeah pmi piranhas yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so they're all you know, mechanical <laughs> semi-auto things with the angled feed neck and but uh yeah i remember first game was like an attack and defend sort of thing and uh <laughs> seen one of this dude hiding behind this wooden pallet I could just see the top of his head. He was like 30 or 40 meters away. And that was me. Just chunk, 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 just trying to hit this dude in the head. Eh? And that was it. That was my 100 paintballs or whatever I had gone in the, the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much the start of my paintball career. It was uh, nice. Out of the game in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no paint. So I guess you're lucky it was uh, mechanical back then and not um, uh, not an electronic oh, gun. Yeah, I, I guess I was. I was well prepared for, uh, you know, being introduced to the speedball game, you could say. <laughs> yeah, so how, you know, how long was that from from when you were out in the woods until you first uh, saw speedball? Um, probably, probably about a year or so, because I remember um, during that game we had with the teachers and that up there, where I met Rob Blitz, who was, I guess, uh, fairly recognizable name over here he owned tag paintball in wellington and um after the game and that um we're kind of talking to him and he was like oh yeah you know on the weekends we're kind of building this other field which is more like a speedball field kind of open in this grassy area with like wooden pellets and he's like yeah we're building a big castle and all this stuff he's like come along on the weekends you know help us build it give you some paint you can uh, you can um you know, we can have a run round afterwards. I was, I was like, that sounds like a good deal, eh? <laughs> so so uh, after that, I had, uh, had a bit of a uh, 
shit fight with mum and dad trying to like get out of rugby on Saturday mornings to uh, <laughs> go and help volunteer pretty much at this paintball field and uh, build some barricades. And then, you know, after a few hours, we'd get a couple hundred paintballs each and would have a, have a few games on it. And that, yeah, I was just hooked after that. Like, that was me. I stopped playing rugby and I was at the paintball field every weekend. Yeah. Yeah, nice. That's I. Uh, I remember I had to make that decision. I, I played footy for years and years, and that was my dad asked me the question. Yeah, what do you? You know, you got to pick one, and it <laughs> didn't, didn't take me a, a couple of seconds to pick paintball. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I was. It was at that age too, like twelve years old, where I seemed to be staying at the same size, and everyone else seemed to be getting bigger. And I think it was kind of moving around that age. It kind of went, you know, weight divisions. Oh yeah. So, I was still felt like I was the smallest guy in the field sort of thing and <laughs> I wasn't really enjoying it too much. But um yeah. It was well, a it was an easy decision. Well that's that is one of the I guess the the overall things about paintball is that doesn't yeah, in footy and, and other games that size matters and and physicality and stuff like that, whereas in paintball it's doesn't matter how tall, short, uh, big or small you are, it's it's really the gun and how you move that yeah it's it's fundamentals there like you know yeah being able to snap shoot and all that jazz and just know the game yeah i've seen the big guys be able to to pull off some pretty uh you know guys that you just don't think should be able to move the way they do and and they can and they they do it well yeah yeah you know it's definitely a sport of um you see all shapes and sizes of people playing and succeeding you know yeah, even um, like just think, you know, in the Super Sevens, like looking at the the Simpson twins uh, and Ben when he plays the snake, like someone that big shouldn't be able to get to get that <laughs> small. Massive <laughs> dudes, eh? like <laughs> people are like, you know, uh, I remember when I started playing, they were, every other team was looking for a small kid to like play that snake side, whereas I I started getting taller, and the same with my brother, you know, he was small at start, but now he's taller than me. And everyone was like, yeah, you're going to be the snake player, snake player. But, I mean, at six foot, you can still play the snake, you know? Yeah. 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 No, and now they keep introducing these big bunkers down the middle as well. Yeah. So uh, just just more, more place for people to hide. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone can get behind them. And then if you're tall enough, you can shoot over the top. So. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> is, that is a plus. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so you're, you're at the field uh, with... Uh, you know, Rob was was helping you guys out, um, and and basically it sounded like a, you had a little bit of a sponsorship going on. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah just call it a, a voluntary sponsorship, you could say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, pretty much that's where I um, that's where I met John O'Clark as well. Uh, oh, yeah. Early okay. on, yeah, when I was like 13, 14, he was working up at Tag, and um, so when we went up for the weekends to help out. He would be out there running games, and I'd just help him um, run games as well. And, you know, he was kind of a bit more lenient on how, how much paint he'd give out and stuff. You know, <laughs> it didn't own the business, per se. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it turns out he we um, he just lived around the corner from my, my dad's place, so, like literally like five houses down the road. So um, I ended up. Um, we ended up 
making real good friendship together. Like I'd pretty much live at his house just about, and um, we would just uh, go up and run games and, you know, play paintball against these rentals and man yeah it was it was a good time actually like yeah no that played sounds a, played a lot of paintball yeah against, and against rentals <laughs> well yeah any any paintballs uh you're gonna learn something whether um you're beating up on rentals uh, yeah <laughs> yeah and oh someone like john o'clark having uh having him as a as a neighbor that's that's pretty amazing yeah yeah well i think he was um I think he, man, don't quote me in any of this, eh? But I think he was just, he had just come out of the army at some stage. Yep. And, um, yeah, so he was, you know, all into that bush ball stuff. And um, at the time, that's when I first got introduced to, like, uh, speedball. Is at the time, um, I think there was, like, the big four events that they would run during the year, which ended up on pub, uh, public holiday weekends. Like, yeah, okay. I think there's one at the start, like Waitangi Day in February, and then Easter weekend they had one, and then Queen's Birthday, and then Labor Day. They had like four big tournaments per year. And uh, Rob and pretty sure Johnny was part of it, but Rob want, um, had a team that he um, would put in called Full Bore for those events. And um, that's when I started like thinking, like, you know, I'd like to. Like to go along to one of these and uh, see what it's all about, eh? Like the speedball competitive side of uh, playing paintball. Yeah. So what? Uh, what sort of style of speedball was it then? Was it still seven man or? Yeah. 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 It was all seven man. It was. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's yeah, that's the way to play. That's seven man's the best, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, it was it's a lot slower slower yeah, yeah. but it's, <laughs> it's a lot more um like your your uh your body on the field was worth something you know a lot more because obviously at the end um of each game the more bodies you had alive the more points you had etc so yeah. um it paid to stay alive i guess instead of trading out with someone you'd rather you know take them out and keep your body <laughs> Yeah, and it was all single point back then as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that it really does matter because uh, like now you can sometimes you want to lose. You know they have that saying like uh, win quick or lose quick, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just just reset and get 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 into the next point. But yeah, they were um a lot of like I always think that um that seven man days just really taught communication. I remember watching a lot like a lot of the old videos and just the guys on the field trying to formulate plays and trying to get everyone together and stuff. It was, uh, it was cool. The, um, I, I definitely, it, it, there's a lot of skills that, uh, I think the newer players don't get that seven man taught all of us. Yeah. I think that was the, um, what, uh, when X ball first came along, that was, I think from the diehard seven man fans, that was the main argument. Eh? is like, Oh, it's just an, an individual sport now. Like, you know, you can you don't have to communicate. You can just run down the field and take out a few bodies and you know change a game. Instead of um, you know communicating with your team and having to try and keep everyone alive and 
because you can always you know when expo came around it was 40 minutes you know just like you say just win quick lose quick yeah try and try some try something and then reset if it doesn't work try something else but in yeah seven that's, man obviously that's you don't have that don't have that room to move in seven man like but that game, everything hinges on what happens in that game, you know? It could be win or lose, like, in or out yeah. of the event. Well, that's um, that's the other good thing, I think, that as it slowly moved to Expo, is that it doesn't matter that much about that one point. So if, if there was a bad call or um, someone did something dirty, like, it sort of gets lost in the whole, in the whole match. Whereas yeah. if it's that one point and, oh, there's still, like, well, in Mike's episode, you know, he's he's still talking about games he played in the early '90s that <laughs> where someone someone you know did hanging did on a cheat or something like that. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. those things last with you forever. Yeah, yeah, it's the same <laughs> thing with like a you know bad ref calls there, like which is always going to happen, and it just doesn't mean as much, I guess, at the end of the day because you have an opportunity to come back from it. Yeah. So the um. Was Expo sort of taken on pretty well in New Zealand? Did or was there still that divide that you uh, saw? It's still that divide. I think we moved from seven, it, it, the big change went a bit slower. Like so, we went from seven man and still seven man kind of format, but it reduced it to five man, so five man teams, but still like that seven man um, sort of format. Like, um, you know, where it's a single game, not points. Um, you know, yeah, so bodies are worth points and all that jazz. Yep. Um, instead of, you know, a race two format. Yeah, yeah. That, that took a little bit for people to, you know, whoever was organizing the events, because a lot of the time it was the, uh, obviously, the older people in the sport that were organizing events. and. You know, yeah, you know, old people, you know, stuck in their yeah. ways, sort of thing. <laughs> so it's, it took a little bit of time for it to uh, come around to the race two events. Yeah, well, you did see that. Um, like I was just sort of like I've I've sort of worked it out now after doing a few episodes of the show. Yeah, it was that that really slow change from like the guys that were playing those like hour long matches in the woods where you weren't allowed to move past halfway until like half an hour or whatever it was, those, those crazy <laughs> yeah. old school rules that then yeah. like to 10 man was, would have been fast considered to them. And then seven man would have like 10 man at a speed ball. And then seven man speed ball would have been even faster to them. But like to us, it's, it seems like it's, <laughs> it's slow. So yeah, it's just been that the, the game slowly um, just evolved to be faster and faster. Yeah. Um, sure. But yeah, it's always the old school guys that, um, this i guess yeah have uh have been slow to change <laughs> yeah well i guess you want to change it i guess um people didn't really think the seven man format was broken at all you know like so why change you know it was still fun to play and all that and i guess the main thing was um you didn't shoot as much paint and uh <laughs> let's be honest like paint is the main yeah, cost of paint. But once you got your gun and your gear, you're good. But you're always, always paying for paint. And uh, if you're paying, if you're playing like um, the Super 7s is now sort of thing, you know, 
one game, you play up to, you know, seven or eight points, and you're shooting 15 balls a second. You can chew through a bit of paint. But I guess uh, back in the day, if you're playing seven man, and you're only playing maybe like, what, a tournament of like 10 people, playing like nine games or whatever, eight games, and uh, there's a fixed amount of paint that you're really going to be shooting. You can kind of, um, you can kind of, you know, tell how much paint you need. Yeah, and it's it's um, it's well, it's like the breakouts are the times you shoot the most amount of paint. So if you if you're breaking out, you know, eight times or six or seven times a a match and and playing seven or eight matches, like that's where the majority of that's going to go. But yeah, 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 your gun could only shoot you know, eight pods at max. So that's like all your back players are going to carry in a, in a, in a point. So yeah, yeah. I never really thought about other, it like that. The other big evolution A eh, is like the efficiency of um, the guns and things like seven man be carrying on like some dudes massive. Those like 91 cubic inch tanks, <laughs> like 14 pods and stuff. I'm like, wow. Right. Yeah. I, don't, I guess especially being colder in New Zealand, like I used to notice it here in winter, like you, yeah, you'd shoot seven or eight pods a, yeah, in a game, and your front regs, like you just can't touch it because it's so cold. Was <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> back in when you used to run like CO2? Oh yeah. <laughs> if yeah, if you if you catching me on that one, Scotty. Yeah, well, yeah, you guys used to um, you guys used to like I remember guys saying that you know the the back corner player or the back middle player could basically just hide behind the smoke that it creates from from <laughs> yeah. the CO2 in winter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh oh good good times. That's I but I never really thought about that um that paint painting. That's uh that's a good point to bring up. It's um yeah, I never really just I just never really thought about it like that. It's a good perspective. Yeah, well, I mean um I guess the side of the world paints probably a little bit more expensive you know that extra hop skip and a jump on the old fucking uh, cargo ship shipping yeah. it over you know that's always been a big thing um with paint boy uh paint you gotta have the paint <laughs> if you want to play and the paint costs money paint costs money to get it here costs money to store it you know people want to make money off it but, yeah that was where, like, um, from the age of 13, you know, all my money went towards paint. Just paint, paint, paint. <laughs> like, the gear that I had, you know, we used to get those magazine, APG magazines, IPG, oh, yeah. whatever it was, yeah, and, yeah. like, <laughs> looking through them, like, yeah, I'd love to have that gun, that gear. But at the end of the day, all my money was going on paint. Eh? <laughs> like, you can't play the game without it. So, uh yeah, that was the priority. Well, what did a box of paint cost uh, back then? And I wasn't even buying. I wasn't even thinking about buying it in boxes back then. Oh, okay. eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like buying it by the by the couple hundred rounds. You know, maybe a 500, 500 bag. But yeah. uh, uh, I couldn't. Couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even remember what it cost because um, a lot of the time it was just borrowing money off dad. You know, yeah. and I need money for paint. All right. And then just said rattle off a list of chores to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I guess you were, I guess 
um, you know, being that young and, and having a field to work out, you could sort of, yeah, I'll come and I'll, we'll work for paint. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was it. That was all we did. Like, I'd never, never got paid. Never got paid for doing any of that. It was all. It probably was illegal too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, probably. But uh, it was all for, um, it was all to be able to play. So just paint and uh, using the, the guns and the field and that. And then um, it all it all really started to pick up when Rob bought um, one of the new when Supair first came around. Oh, yeah. He bought like um, it must have been one of the first in the country. Cause I'm I'm sure it was because there's a big, you know, he was pretty stoked about it. Yeah. A big PMI field, and he um, set up. I remember um, right next to a, a main road set up a field out in Upper Hut, like fully netted and everything right next to um right next to this the road and um set up this airball field there and that was that was then the big switch eh from us playing in the bush to playing speedball was on that field. Yeah, that's a good good marketing idea, setting it right up yeah, to the highway. I, well that was that's why he was in it, eh? Like the guy, the guy loved to play, and he was real competitive. But you know, he was in it to make a buck. So, yeah, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he was all about that marketing and all that jazz. Yeah, I honestly haven't uh, haven't heard of Rob Blitz. So, really, um, uh, yeah, no, that's um, the thing, yeah. Like, um, I almost guarantee a lot of the New Zealand listeners probably have. Well, a lot of the older guys probably have, definitely have. So, yeah. Yeah, that's um. It sounds like you know he's he's basically brought speedball to to New Zealand. Um, that's cool. Wow, well, I'm sure there's a few people that would disagree with that, but yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> but yeah, but definitely uh, in my world for sure. Yeah, for, for yeah. sure, lower lower North Island sort of thing. Yeah. Otherwise, it was um like tire fields. You know, there was another. He was in competition with another paintball field um, just across the valley. And um. A lot of the old school guys that played tournament speedball were like from that field, but it was well. This is from my perspective. This is the way I've seen it, and um, you know they played on tire fields and all that, and um, yeah. So they were they were all from there. And then when Rob got this airball field, a lot of the guys started coming over and playing, you know, on this up airfield, the new way. Yeah, no, there's always there's always got to be two. There can never just be one. Oh no, one this field. that was the thing back then. Eh? It was so like almost political, like yeah, competing against like obviously they're in competition, yeah, business wise, <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's driving forces eh? <laughs> Crazy and uh, yeah, everyone's yeah, they, you get shade when you rock up at the field. Uh, having trained at the other one last weekend or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Well, like when I was listening to Kaiser's episode and he was going on about playing at, um, SC village or wherever it was. And, you know, you just rock up and like, he doesn't know how they make money because people just bring their own paint or whatever. And there's nobody asked you where you got your paint from or what field you've been playing at. Yeah. Like, it's just none of that. Yeah. Whereas, no, I, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, whereas like over here, it seems like up and down the country, everyone's in competition with everyone. 
you know, which like field paint only you get fucking if you even ask or back in the day, you know, if you asked like if you could BYO paint was like, you know, hell no. <laughs> you know, yeah. paint on my field and like using somebody else's paint, how am I gonna make any money? Yeah, yeah. Well that's um I think that's what we have uh, I, I'm not quite sure how it works in New Zealand, but I know because it's so hard to buy and run a field, then that sort of helps control. Uh, like if every if everyone that had property could just open up a paintball field, then I guess it, and there's so much competition. That's when um, that's when I know fields have to bring in that BYO paint because it just is an extra incentive to come and play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, it, it, how does it work in New Zealand? Can you just could I just like set up a field in the woods and and start running it um pretty sure you could yeah because we yeah. don't it's not like i think over there you've got to have like firearms licenses and yeah yeah well that does <laughs> don't you yeah yeah, yeah. over here nah because paintballs guns fall under um like air, uh, air rifles like you don't need any sort of license to own yeah. one you just have to be over the age of 18 i'm pretty sure to to own one and then to use one you just have to be supervised by someone so that's how you get away with kids playing you know it's, it's less than lethal so <laughs> yeah well actually speaking of john o'clark like that's my experience with my only experience with rental paintball in new zealand was working at you know, his field and refing a few games oh uh, uh, yeah yeah and yeah you know, just watching 12 year olds with guns is the coolest thing they just <laughs> yeah no you guys have it made over there <laughs> yeah no it was definitely um it's definitely good to get in at such an early age the same as my brother um because i've been playing for a few years before he started i think but I, if i recall i'm pretty sure he pretty much came straight into playing air ball like speed ball and he just skipped the whole bush things so, <laughs> yeah so he's younger than you, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Ethan, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, don't forget Nathan as well. Nathan, okay. <laughs> no, right. No, was... that's... <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a that's a meme from this your guys' commentary. Oh right. Yeah. The yeah, last okay. event, eh? Yeah. I think uh yeah, oh, I wasn't there the last event, so you can't uh <laughs> anything yeah. that went wrong. Uh yeah. Uh I just remember watching and like, ah, oh, Nathan Bailey. I think yeah. that's uh, Josh Bailey's brother. Something. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Now I know that's a meme. When I find out <laughs> these memes, over, I'm all over it. You, you wait till next event. I'm gonna. Oh, I, I've got some surprises oh. for you. I got some people that'll be pretty upset with me revealing that meme now. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other one, like, I oh, was a bit off topic, but I know, like, the explicit guys in that like, used to play with the explicit. They yeah always are. Uh, they always let me know all these memes. That he's a really good player. Everyone's a good player. Really yeah. great, great group of guys. Yeah, there's lots of uh, lots of good memes on the on the, that we made on the webcast. That's yeah, <laughs> oh, heaps, man. heaps. You know you've made it when you get a, a meme made about you, uh, especially when uh, when you let Wibru on the mic, eh? <laughs> As a meme lord, it's <laughs> just yeah, the gold good. mine. <laughs> You gotta let us know some of these these memes. I wanna get a bit more. Uh, I can't ruin all the fun, eh? That's <laughs> half the fun is getting on the uh, getting on the chat when there's an event on, eh? And just yeah. spamming spamming the memes. 
<laughs> yeah no it's a shame like you know um kids and family and stuff sort of hold me back from doing the episodes live um oh, yeah. Yeah. but i know that 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 does take a little bit away from it having those that instant feedback sometimes but sometimes it can sort of devolve into um just yeah you yeah. guys laughing at the chat and it all becomes a bit of an in joke um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can see how that can happen yeah, yeah. um so yeah so this uh you know rob bought this 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 airball field like where did it sort of go from there was it was it something that built quickly uh the air yeah. the airball scene the speedball scene? yeah definitely um as soon as that was there it was just airball all the time every weekend and um really started looking at it um competitively yeah like that's i think um i didn't really notice myself to be that competitive and of a person until like airball or until I got introduced to paintball and I was like, you know, man, I really want to, I really want to get into this and I really want to be good at it, you know? And, um, airball really brought that sort of out cause it was, you know, fast paced games. It was, you were able to have a game in, you know, 10 minutes and then come back and be like, yo, why did we all get shot in the side, like, from this dude, like, running down the field or whatever? Like, how did that happen? You know, and you really got to learn the game and how it's played a lot faster, like, because things are happening, you know, games were done and dusted, and you could go back and think about, you know, why you got shot, where you got shot from, you know, what you should do next time. But um, <clears throat> especially... Rob having that airball field brought over a lot of those old school guys that were playing tournament paintball, but on tires and that, and they came over and that's where I met um, a few of my big idols, I guess, like um, from the saints who you might've heard of. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were like New Zealand's top team, you know, they would enter an event and it was pretty much guaranteed they'd win it just about. (laughs) Um, and they were all a lot um, older dudes that have been playing since, you know, man, since before you wore, you know, full face goggles and stuff, <laughs> you know, like those crazy dudes. And uh, hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've always get afraid of like getting my teeth knocked out by a paintball or something. Oh, but sure. not those cats. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably had a big uh, shit fight when. They started bringing in, you know, all those rigs that you had to have a full face thing. Uh, how am I supposed to communicate all this? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, like those guys came over and started playing at Rob's Field. And I was like, wow, this is, um, these guys know what's up, you know. These guys know how to play. Like, And they were shooting a lot of paint, whereas, you know, I was only getting a couple of hundred paintballs for the day. And these guys, you know, obviously older, we had money to had money to burn, shooting a lot higher rate and uh, a lot higher volume, and obviously uh, that um, changed the way the game sort of plays. If, if you're the dude sitting there, sort of almost like you've got a pump marker, but it's semi-auto, but you're shooting paint like you know, <laughs> like it's a dollar every time you shoot or something. Like, uh, that volume of paint coming at you is, um, 
Yeah. A lot. Oh, yeah. It's hard. <laughs> you know what it's, it's like. intimidating. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, that was like, I remember SWAT. That used to just be ours in seven-man days. It was just put pain in the air and you'll win. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because there was Vol- teams that... Accuracy that had, through volume, you know? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and as the guns and, got quicker, it got, it got easier. Yeah. And that was it. But, um, yeah, Rob uh, kind of... I guess he's seen us kids there kind of getting into that speedball and kind of, you know, being that new wave of players. And um, he wanted to get us into the team to go play one of these, um, <clears throat> one of these big four national events. And um, at the time, I think they had, they had one in Rotorua. I think it was Labor Weekend or yeah, I think it was Labor Weekend in October. And, uh, they played it in the the rugby stadium. I think it was a rugby stadium. Yeah, the oh. rugby stadium up in Rotorua there. They had it there for a couple of years, and um, that was the big, that was the big one of the year, I think, because yeah. it was you know at the stadium on a on a rugby field, and uh, that was that was the goal for Rob and um, us kids at the time was to you know go to that event. And, See what it's all about, and uh, yeah, that was that was us. Fucking, how'd you go? How did you, how did you do? <laughs> trash. I think <laughs> I think we I think we did pretty trash. I think uh, I'm not even sure if I played the first event we went to. I think I went out and watched or something. I can't remember. It was you know so long ago, <laughs> but um, I do remember we went up to one that I did play. And it was a classic, like, it was how I remember my paintball career, really. Eh? It was, like, fun with the boys sort of thing. You know, like, we, um, Rob rented a camper van, and um, we drove up the Rotorua in the camper van and parked at the stadium and, you know, um, lived out of the camper van for the weekend. And uh, it was awesome, eh? Or a 13, 14 year old, whatever, like just hanging out with these older dudes and, you know, getting up to mischief and all that sort of stuff was was good fun. <laughs> I can't believe my mum let me do it, but <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was good fun, eh? And Rob was a bit of a crazy cat as well. Like he um he got a cattle prod. <laughs> okay. and he, did, he hid this from us until we were like all on board like in the camper van ready to go so let's go and he whips this thing out like all right <laughs> and then the games were on you know and uh-huh. i think it was like five or six hour drive of trying not to get zapped by this cattle prod or trying to get some sleep without getting zapped by it <laughs> yeah well, well like you say you know you say that's sort of what you remember your paintball career as i think i think that's really you know where where we are in australia and new zealand like it's not a it's not something you can make a career out of or you you we've always yeah. all got to have a job and have something else to do some of us can work in paintball i guess but um they're the memories you got to have so i think that's really the paintball's just a um you know where it's more just hanging out with your friends and and that kind of thing yeah. that i think if, if they're the memories you have of paintball then you've 
you've had a, a more successful career than other people. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was leading up to this. I was trying to think. I was like, man, this could be a boring podcast because, uh, like, in perspective, I haven't, you know, I've been to Australia and played, but that's about it. So that's as far as my paintball has taken me. Like, I haven't been anywhere other than Australia and New Zealand to play, and I haven't won particularly a massive amount of events or anything, but I have had like a really good time and like playing I, I based it after a while I decided you know um I was gonna play with my friends you know because for a bit there I was like this young kid that got into it early and I was you know a lot of the older guys were like man we should get this kid on our team and like um I played for the Saints for a stint and um after that I um decided you know i wanted to play with my friends i wanted to like make a team of just my friends and um really just play events and do that you know i just travel around the country with my friends and play paintball and that was um that was what we did like i got together trev and um, all my good mates like definitely paintball has shaped my life up until now all of my good friends are pretty much from paintball met through or, you know, from paintball and, uh, yeah. Well, that's, that's something that I, you know, I a hundred percent agree with you there. It's, um, and you know, you say you're this 14 year old kid and you're hanging out with adults and yeah. although like they do play pranks and stuff. Like I feel that, um, my career was similar. Like I was, you know, I was, started hanging around paintball at 16 and yeah you know my friends are out <laughs> they're like oh here's my friends so they're all <clears throat> pushing 30 like in their mid-20s <laughs> and stuff and yeah uh, yeah like some of them um well the majority of them like set me up to to have a different outlook on life and <clears throat> you can see like it's not just drinking and partying that all my like 18 year old friends are doing it's uh yeah like there's more to life and and uh for sure uh, yeah they like you say they've yeah, oh, the majority of my friends now are all paintballers. <laughs> not, yeah. I don't know, <clears throat> pardon yeah. me, that many friends outside of it. And uh, yeah, no, it's um, I think you made a good choice that uh, yeah, taking that decision and, and playing with your friends. Did did you find like better results when um, you were just sort of having fun? Yeah, definitely. Actually, like um, we started when did I start. Oh, I can't remember what year it was must have been 2006 maybe that um i kind of brought all the guys together and my brother and um guys i started playing paintball with trevor and hewan and mike taylor and that and um we uh started our team addicted who you mentioned um when we were talking earlier about uh those fucking gross brown empire jerseys <laughs> yeah well the only reason i bought them up is because that the first like i played uh the first team i played on were called mongrel mob uh yeah. and that's what we we wore the exact same jerseys and we the only reason we got them is because they're heavily discounted <laughs> yeah i think they wanted to get I rid of them that bad i think that's why we got them eh? yeah they were the cheapest we could find but um <laughs> oh, maybe I'll have to for the start of the episode. I'll use that. I'll use a photo of that jersey so people know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we we rocked those jerseys though, eh? Like, um, that was it. Because obviously we're all kids. We 
I don't think barely, barely any of us had jobs. Um, and so those were it. Once we got them, that was it. Those were the jerseys. Nobody wanted to, or we got pants as well. And funnily enough, we ordered pants and they were all like three sizes too big. <laughs> <laughs> but we just went with it. And uh, yeah, that was it. That was the kit for the next, and it would have been probably almost 10 years. Eh? <laughs> we rocked those jerseys for a long time. And uh, yeah. But yeah, we, uh, we were the, I'd like to say, uh, the dynasty of our era, you know? Like... Yep. We uh, were that new age kids and kind of coming up with the uh, the change in paintball, how ch- paintball was moving more, airball, speedball, faster paced game, different style. Like that was us. And we started winning, winning games against like the Saints and teams like that, like Menace, who um, were full of those, you know those older dudes that have been around since auto mags and all that jazz. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we just came with a new fresh style, fresh image, you know, fresh way to play. And uh, we didn't, we didn't win every event or anything, you know, like would have been the dream, but we definitely um, rock some boats. Yeah. Sure. And it's, it's that, um, that's around the time when I did notice there was that um, there was like a big exodus around then of just all the old school guys. Obviously, the sported um, the results were changing enough to support the new young kids that were just quicker yeah. and and those old guys. That's when they all started just getting the shits and leaving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, you, it's, you couldn't just uh, sit back in your bunker and shoot 14 pods anymore yeah. and expect to win the game <laughs> yeah there was there was maybe a spot for like one or two guys on on the team to do that and then yeah the rest of it was just young kids get out there <laughs> yeah sure go run at each other yeah um no it's uh that's because that's around the same time i got into it was that and that's sort of why i got pro- propelled so quickly onto onto certain teams is because it was just everyone was just leaving and quitting and there were yeah. spots to be, to be, yeah. to be had. Spots were yeah. opening up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't matter if you were good. It, it's like, I guess it's like you say that they just looked at you and were like, you're young and you're fast. Like, yeah, you've yeah. got, you've got the spot. <laughs> well, we we'll also worry about the rest of it later. A big um, turning point, I think was about Oh three or something when uh, we had um, this guy, Ian Miller, um, Beaker, also known as from um, IPG magazine. He used to write articles for um, international paintball games, I think it was called. Yeah, okay. And um, he was, I don't know why he was in New Zealand. I think he was just traveling for himself. But um, he was also writing articles for them on um, guns and stuff. And they'd send him a new spider or a new, the new, um, new autococker or whatever and he would write a review about it and it'd be in the magazine but um he were he came over and he was staying he did that classic you know hook up with the local community and find somewhere to stay and he ended up staying with um anthony bold oh yeah for, for a while while he was over here and um at the time there was um a couple of events in the works um like a couple of one-off events that were going to happen. And um, 
these guys wanted to put a team in and um, I can't remember how it came about, but me and Jono got on board with uh, Anthony and Ian and um, got a few other dudes together and um, started this team. I think it was called Breakout. And uh, we were going to enter this event or a couple of events. And um, so he, they were in Rotorua at the time, Anthony and Anthony lived in Rotorua. And so Ian was staying there. <clears throat> and I think they came down. Oh, man, like, can't remember why, but they came down to Wellington and um, we ended up training a lot. And Ian being from the UK, they had, you know, they're a bit more advanced on style of play, how to hold your gun and all that jazz. So he really showed us, well, gave us that stepping stone of like out of, you know, because over here it was still like drop forwards and, <laughs> you know, like double knee slides and yeah, all banning, this. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doing all that sort of weird looking stuff now. There and uh, but he kind of like said, "You guys are, you know, this is how it's played now. You know, you gotta hold your gun. So no drop forward. It's more like a rifle. You know, the bottle's tucked into your shoulder. You got good." Um, a good strong stance, you know. And when you're when you're snap shooting, you're leaning out with your core. You know, you're not just like tipping out all off balance and like, <laughs> yeah. He really, really um, brought our level up just just by telling us that sort of stuff, you know, and advancing the um, the way we played the game massively, which we wouldn't have got you know, because we're so disconnected from the rest, you know, from the US and that it takes a little bit of time for that sort of stuff to filter on down this way. But him being here and able to uh, baby step us through what we should be doing really um, brought us leaps and bounds in the style of play. Oh, especially, um, you know, before the age of YouTube where you could just Google. Yeah. Oh, how how so, do I hold a paintball gun? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Social media was not a thing. Like I used to, um, Martin Daniford, he um, he was like a uh, he was like a library of like um, all the DVDs and that, like Paintball to Extreme oh, yeah. and um, all those uh, Jawbreaker DVDs and that. Like he he had the money and whatever, like and the interest, and he he would buy them, like, and obviously I was like, you know. He didn't have a job or anything, so um, go and pretty much almost rent these things off Martin Daniford. He had like a little notebook. He'd write down who's got what DVDs, so he'd always get them back. But, you know, you'd go around there and borrow all these DVDs off him, and um, I'd just watch them, eh? I'd just watch these DVDs and look at the, like, the Dynasty guys and be like, try and um, decrypt, like, why are these guys so successful, like... What are they? What are they doing that we're not doing? You know. Yeah. And first of all, it came down to you know like how they look. You know what gear are they using? Like how they hold their guns, how they're like uh, shooting and moving, how they're looking where they're going when they move, things like that. They're not they're not double knee sliding anywhere. They're getting low when they move bunkers. Like, and I just what I just watch paintball DVDs, man, from. You know, when I got home, the when I went to bed, pretty much like it was just paintball, paintball, paintball. Like 
how do I get better at this? Like, what are these guys doing? Well, that's it. Was almost like it felt like then, almost like cheating. You with the dynasty guys and watching them like because they were just yeah. playing the game so different. It's like that old saying, you know, we were playing. Uh, everyone else was playing checkers and we were playing chess, like that kind of. Yeah. Basically, they were they just invented this different style and uh and yeah almost like some i remember some matches in the early days when i was playing even um yeah it was like you just play teams that hadn't adapted and you you yeah you they just couldn't match you oh they couldn't keep up yeah yeah it's um the pace of the game was definitely changing like faster yeah like back seven man you would everyone break out get to their bunkers and then the game would kind of take small turns you know might lose one body they might lose a body trying to figure out where everyone is on the field but then once you speed that up like you start making moves that people don't catch you know things you start people start falling from the other side of the field pretty quick you know like getting shot in the side like oh where'd that come from like the game speeds up dramatically yeah, those games where you can uh, in seven man as well. If you got the jump on teams, they were they were good fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. That was the that was one of those arguments as well. Eh, when Xbox came around, oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, coaching and that. Oh, it's ruining the game, you know. You're just a you're just a robot for the coach. <laughs> but, and that was one of the pulls, I guess, to stay with seven man is that you know. You could make moves like you'd sneak down the snake and no one would know you're at their end of the snake yeah. until you pop up and shoot them all in the back. Yeah, I, I liked the coaching for the fact that it was it made it feel a bit more like a like a sport, like you had the coach and they were they were helping the snake guy out. But yeah, I I like where the sports come to now, where there's it's like still that fast five man, but there's no coach. The yeah. yeah, the coach did. Yeah. I I love I love those sneaky those sneaky moves. <laughs> yeah, like you say, I um I did like having a coach for certain aspects, and then the same thing I didn't like. Yeah, I liked the coach when it worked for me, and I didn't yeah. like the coach when it didn't work for me. <laughs> like, yeah, I hated it when you started a move, and then you could hear their coach, he's coming. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But even then, like bad coaches, you could play with them. I remember. I would get up like I was about to run and then it's like they just start yelling and then like the whole team would start shooting your way and you just do nothing. All you did was like yeah. get up on the ball of your feet. Like there was good fun. Like you, uh, uh, it was all mind games with the coaches and then you uh, can shoot the coach if you're on the Dorito side. Yeah, it was when, good fun. Uh, I was about to mention that. Hey, when I um, started playing with um, clown monkeys and, uh, and X-Fighters <laughs> over in the Super 7s and the coaches were just on the side of the field like – they had no netting or anything. I think in the AXL they had a netted off coaching. Yeah, coaching yeah, definitely. Area. <laughs> yeah, but man, when they're playing Super Sevens and they had the coach, I'd I just start shooting the coach, eh? Because I was playing Dorito side, and they'd have a dude in the snake, and you could see their coach like pretty much standing over top of their dude, like talking to him. They'd just start yeah. putting balls on like sus, <laughs> sus, or whoever it was, like <laughs> just like yeah, stop talking to that dude, eh? But, yeah, it did get a bit out of hand because, like, I remember those events with the AXL. Um, you know, we were printing up, like, A3 cards with, like, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 on it. So that yeah. you could hold it up and show the back center guy what the, the kill count was. And, um, 
oh, just crazy things. And counter coaching was fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. I still, to this day, remember this story about Blackie. It was when he's into uh, playing on this other team. I was coaching the opposite team, and I just said, go, Blackie. And he just got up and ran down and got shot. Ah, <laughs> uh, it was good fun. The the old counter coaching uh, yeah. days. Like, it was, it, it, it did, it was like a dirty sort of play. Like, it always, you never felt good about it. Like, ah, man, it was kind of well, stuff, within, like, well within the rules, yeah. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, you mentioned, uh, X fighters and and clown monkeys like how did that sort of how did that jump um happen like when when did you start traveling over to Aussie Yeah well it was about um 2012 2011 I think I'd taken I'd kind of um stepped aside from paintball for a year or so just concentrating on work and all that sort of thing and um then uh, Matt Wong approached me and said that um because he had been playing with the x fighters um over in oz i think and i don't know i think a few of the players had left or something and he was like you know you should come over and play and i had i'd recently um you know had a pay increase at work and whatnot and i was like you know i could afford to go to oz a few times a year to play so um i was like yeah why not you know and uh, went over, uh, it must have been 2012, I think, and went over for my first season with the X-Fighters, when um, there was still, there were, you know, um, Sus was still coaching, and, uh, or was it Sus or Luke? Um, uh, uh, Ada Henry, is that? Yeah, 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 that's the one, yep. And, um, and uh, Ty Barlow and that. Oh, yeah. And uh, they were all there. And, yeah, that was um, that was uh, my first introduction to Super 7s, actually. Because I've been over a couple of times, um, like about five years before, to play AXL oh, yeah. with Wellington nice. Hybrid. But then I was still, I was like, yeah, I think I just, I just turned 18 or something about that time. But, um, yeah, when I went to play with the X-Fighters, I was obviously... Uh, a bit older in my early 20s and um could pay my own way <laughs> and so uh yeah that was good fun eh that was uh definitely i thought when i went over there i was this is it you know this is the they got the format right they got you know 15 balls a second was were awesome um because i think over in new zealand at the time we still didn't have ramp or anything we're still um because you're not allowed fully automatic you weren't allowed fully automatic um air rifles or there was some rule oh, you weren't allowed yeah. fully automatic guns at yeah. the time so um we didn't we, we were still on that semi-auto um buzz which was yeah we I'm pretty sure we were as well. I think it was just one of those things. <laughs> we just did it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, um, we, uh, yeah, that 15 balls a second was, man, I was like, this is how, um, this is how the game should be played, eh? Yeah, and it takes, it takes, um, it does take a bit out of it, like learning how to shoot a gun, like fast, but yeah, it just, yeah, it, it's one less thing to think about as well. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, it makes the game a lot more exciting, I guess, for both parties, the spectator 
and the player in the fact that you're the one shooting 15 and you're also getting 15 shot at you. Like, you got to make those moves pretty crisp or else, you know, you're going to catch a ball, no doubt. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But um, that initial season with X-Fighters was terrible. It went horrible, I think. We um, lost a bunch of games and, <clears throat> you know, it um, really it was pretty humbling because playing over here in New Zealand, the skill level jump, like I think for a while there, we the skill level in New Zealand might have been better than Australia because Australians oh, yeah. would come over and would, you know, be like that'd still be a little bit behind in the in the way the game's played. But then about the time I went over, it was day and night almost. You know, Australian the way the super people playing the super sevens was leagues above people in uh, other oh, players in New Zealand playing the game, you know? And, uh, cause I think we were still just getting to grips with like even the race format, like, you know, doing race to three or something. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and there's a lot of pushback early in the days, like you said, a lot of, yeah. And still, I, th- I think the player base in New Zealand was probably a bit older as well. Still, you know, bunch of, um, older cats still hanging on playing trying to keep teams alive and um and even so bringing in new players but still passing on that sort of old style of play to them you know getting them to still double knee slide in yeah. you know all that you're just giving almost giving them bad information but uh, yeah <laughs> like i remember there was guys almost like they would get new guys in and say see this you don't want to play that oh that's yeah. crap like don't it's shooting not, left-handed what are you doing shooting left-handed yeah, yeah. it's easier to just like switch your gun over to your other shoulder and <laughs> just shoot it right-handed but out the other side which hey works for some people but uh <laughs> for the vast majority i think it's you know better to be able to shoot left and right and just things like that but yeah that um <clears throat> we did that first season with x fighters in oz and then uh matt wong kind of jacked up that we would start like a X-Fighters team in New Zealand, <clears throat> which we called X-Fighters Fracture or something. Yeah, okay. And um, yeah. so that was a way to keep us New Zealand players kind of, um, you know, on that same sort of X-Fighters brand and try and get some other people to come over and play for the X-Fighters team in the Super 7. And... Um, that was that was really big. That was really big for me because that's when I met um, Billy Jackson, you know, uh, Peter Jackson's son. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He was hanging out at Rob. Uh, he was hanging out at Rob's Field playing, and uh, I kind of met him, and um, we got along real well, and uh, ended up getting him to come play for. And he was like <clears throat> super onto it, dude. Real athletic, and yeah, okay. um, really loved playing, and you know no shortage of time or money yeah yeah so of course. He, he was perfect he was perfect and uh he was a real good dude and obviously real switched on as well like love the game and like you know kind of seen myself in him sort of thing you know <laughs> seen my younger self like super hungry <laughs> and uh we kind of got this x-fighters fracture team together me matt wong billy ev evan lewis and um, we got a few other people on, um, Paul Adams or Stat, 
from uh, Auckland. And uh, shit, who else was there? Anthony Bold <laughs> oh, came yeah. on. And yeah, we um, from then on, we dominated that team. We dominated New Zealand events. Eh? We played every event we could in New Zealand. And uh, I think we won everything we played. It was nice. Yeah, it was amazing, eh? And then we yeah. were like, because the whole idea was to play these New Zealand events in order to keep us fresh and um, whatever for when the Super 7 events came around. But then, <laughs> you know, we'd do so well over in New Zealand, but then it was just me, Matt, Billy and Ev that would go over to Oz and then we'd, um, what's it, shack up with whoever the Australian players were at the time. I think we had Benny Dawson for a while and um, Ty Barlow. Yeah. And um, play over in the Super 7s, but it just wasn't transferable, you know? Like, the the skill level was that much of a leap that we're winning events in New Zealand, but then when we came to Oz, it was, you know, it was a grind. It was a lot harder. And, yeah, I guess um, it is that, uh, like you say, in the early days when I was playing, yeah, New Zealand was was on it. Like Manus for years were the team to beat. Um, yeah. And I yeah. always just took – it's something I've always noticed about New Zealand paintball. And uh, like, yeah, when you guys were coming over as the clown monkeys um, and when they started, just like – I always feel like Aussies overanalyze the game. Um, yeah. Sometimes we just think too much or we try too hard or get – there's just something where you guys just seem to – have this really good carefree attitude um but it translates really well on the field um and like you guys have simple philosophies and just like this is we just got to shoot our guns and shoot the other guys like real simple uh i always feel like we just yeah you guys new zealanders just have a better way of uh of approaching the game and i think that always seems to pay off for you guys um yeah i'm not quite sure what it is but it's something <laughs> like that like to just yeah, the guys always just seem to be having heaps more fun than everyone else and uh and doing well. <laughs> yeah. Always yeah, I like... think oh, sorry. A, lot, a lot of that's probably um the New Zealand sort of uh mindset, eh? Just laid back. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day it's just a game, but you gotta be super competitive while you're yeah. playing. <laughs> but yeah. Um yeah. yeah. Uh so yeah, after that season with X Fighters, I think we did I think we did two seasons in Oz and then um the guys kind of the main the main backers for that X Fighters team kind of backed away and um kind of fell apart at the end of 2013 I think <clears throat> and that's when um cuz I'd been over there obviously to the Super 7s and I've been talking to Phil and the Clown Monkeys who were the only other New Zealanders over there I think at the time and uh, they were playing semi-pro, and I kind of caught up with them um, after the events at the Tormo or whatever, having some drinks, and uh, talking to Phil, like, oh, you know, because <clears throat> he was a builder, owned his own building company at the time, and I was a builder, and uh, I, I think I was complaining to him about the amount of money I was getting paid or something, <laughs> and as a qualified builder in Wellington, and he was like, oh, man, like, you should move to Christchurch, like, because there's heaps of work there, you know, and I'll start you on you know, $10 more than you're on pretty much. <laughs> and then after three months, we'll bump you up some more and, you know, and then we'll get you to play on the team as well on Clown Monkeys. And I was like, what? this is, sounds like a dream, you know? 
it's it's a deal I can get behind. And so um, <clears throat> after that year with the X Fighters, I um, decided to make the move down to Christchurch from Wellington, start working for Phil, and also start playing with the Clowns. And um, that was uh, that was good fun. Yeah, they bumped. Oh, that was the year they bumped up to pro as well. Um, yeah. Obviously, I, I I think I spoke to him because I was like, oh, I don't really want to play semi pro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. It's beneath me you know <laughs> but uh yeah so they bumped up to pro and i think i started playing with them with their first year pro and it was um it was good fun and i met yeah. A, yeah, met a lot and you know the guys in the team like uh, a couple of them i gelled with really well luke luke folds like one of my best mates now and um yeah it it was just um, good times that team. Yeah, I um, it's it's funny you say that because I, I had the same offer from Phil. <laughs> oh yeah. But I, I did take it because yeah, I'm a chippy as well, and I yeah. he's like, come move to Christchurch, like yeah, I'll give you more money, I'll give you a house, like all this kind of stuff, like come stay here, play on the team. <laughs> oh, it was like yeah, it was yeah. tempting. Yeah. Was, um, yeah, I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, it was easy decision for me. Eh? Like the money, first off, was good, and then um, I'd just gone through like a rocky breakup with some my ex girlfriend or something, so I wanted to get out of Wellington, and so uh, that was easy. So it was just all new starts, eh? Yeah, so, and it's all all for paintball. You can thank paintball. Yeah, for. yeah, exactly. Eh? Like <laughs> it didn't paintball didn't get me far, but it got me some. You know, it put pointed me in the right direction. Yeah, and I guess that's a good decision, you know, all those years ago that you you made to play with friends and play for yeah. fun. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like, like I say, like paintball has been a massive driving force in my life. Like, like I said, from when I was 13, and I was like, this is it. This, this is what I want to do. To now, like, and the birth of my daughter. You know, like I was playing an event the weekend she was born. <laughs> like, down here there's a there's a charity event on and um the missus was uh i think she was three weeks overdue or something <clears throat> and uh we're playing an event on the saturday and then that night after the event uh saturday oh not after the event but after the saturday that night the missus went into labor so it was me and then the boys had to carry the team on sunday <laughs> thankfully they won oh, cool. <laughs> but yeah like uh the paintball's just been my life you know the last 20 years and i met like um even uh you know anthony bold he's um he's uh been a big part in new zealand because you know he's one of those dudes that's just super keen to um get new people into the sport and all that jazz and um i met him in that breakout team when um, Ian Miller was over from the UK and that's when I first met Anthony and um, I invited them down before an event down in Wellington to come stay at my mum's house. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, all the boys can stay at my mum's house. And uh, my um, stepdad, my late stepdad had passed away a couple of years ago or something. So my mum was single at the time <laughs> and um that's when uh, Anthony met my mum, and uh, <laughs> so he became my stepdad all of a sudden. 
and right. uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so but it was really it was like a it was a really good thing for me because he was a really good father figure and yeah. uh and he was really you know he was into paintball like as much as i was and so that was good and then he also also did my building apprenticeship with him so my career wow. like my building career was with him and i played a lot of paintball with him and so you know after events we'd go to work on the monday and we could just shit yarn about you know what happened what went right oh, what went wrong and all this you know it was yeah. it was perfect it was no, good. that's it having a boss yeah. that's understanding about paintball yeah as well. and it, it was the same the thing when i went went to work with phil at the clowns you know there was no trouble like oh i need thursday friday off and monday because i'm going to sydney to play because yeah. he was going to sydney to play as well so yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. it was easy you know all while we're on the subject of uh you know people like anthony that were a help to you like is there anyone else that you'd want to give a shout out to while you're here or any uh normally ask for sponsors but i know you're not you're not in the in the sport too much anymore <laughs> no nah, not sponsored uh, at all so <laughs> pretty much paid my way the whole time okay. but um no nah, i'd say like um yeah people like um there's a bunch of people really you know a bunch of uh you'd say people i looked up to like kane anderson from saints um is a real big influence on um the style of play from when I first started playing airball out at Robsfield and he came over and, you know, he, he already had that American sort of style down and um, people like Matt Wong had been around for seems like 20 years longer than the oldest person, you know, but, <laughs> but still looks like he's 18, but uh, he, um, he had a massive influences, you know, getting me onto X fighters and, uh, even teams like Wellington Hybrid, when we played the AXL, he's a he's a real believer in um, sort of the skill I had, I guess. And um, yeah, Paul Adams was stat. He was uh, one of the young guys on Saints at the time. Um, he's a a massive person that I looked up to as well, just the way he played and yeah. Yeah, no, it's, that's cool. I um, yeah, the, those names rings about like I know Matt Wong, of course, but yeah, yeah, the the other guys, they uh, I'm sure I've met them. That's one of yeah, those <laughs> yeah. I'll Google no, them after this, and I'll, I'll realize <laughs> get, get on Facebook, mate. And you'll, yeah, you'll be like, oh, he, he looks familiar. <laughs> no, it's cool. We'll, we'll as well sticking with that. You know, is there someone that you'd recommend uh for the show? Someone from you know New Zealand that you think people might like to hear their story? Um. Yeah, I'm not, uh, probably it's uh, Matt Wong if you get hold of him. <laughs> yeah, I'll, that's I. I was always a massive fan of Matt. Um, yeah, I think he's been everywhere and done everything you could, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I'll definitely get him on. Oh, he's a good, he's a good, good suggestion. He's a, oh, I was a massive fanboy of his, and he's always like, oh, the the times he's put it on me, yeah, in games and matches, and yeah, he's a. Uh, just one of those quiet achievers i guess they yeah they're not definitely. out there telling everyone what they've done but they've done it all <laughs> yeah and yeah he's been around the block a few times you know he's he's seen it all yeah oh, awesome well um yeah we're sort of uh starting to run low on time uh so we might might have to wrap it up here but 
Uh, thanks, thanks so much for sitting down and and jumping on the show with me. No, it's been a pleasure, man. I hope it hasn't been too uh, wishy-washy back and forth. Uh, it, nothing was chronological, it seems. But yeah, <laughs> oh, it's um, I think it's my nature, like a bit of ADD, that kind of just sort yeah. of <laughs> thing no, will just, pop in my mind. I'll ask a question, but it's, it's uh, just good to sit down and uh, yarn about paintball, I guess. Yeah, and you know. Like you know, like yourself, all these all these guys. I spent all this time, all these weekends, and you know, all this time with you guys, but never really. The, the event's such a blur. You don't really have a t- chance to sit down with people. So it's good to know. Um, yeah, I'm just using this as a time to catch up with with friends and <laughs> people that I knew yeah. through the sport, and and I actually have a chat with them. Just an excuse to sit down with it for an hour and and talk. Yeah, no, it's um, good. Yeah. It's a good uh, platform to do, to do it yeah. with. Oh, it brings the, the memories when you some of those things you rattle off. You're like, that's right, I was oh, at yeah. that event, or I did that. I forgot. I totally forgot. Right. <laughs> when you asked me to come on, I was like, man, I better better brush up on some of the things I've there, You know, yeah. <laughs> like it's all such a. You know, it's been so long. It's and it's if you once you think about it, and you played so many games of paintball, so many events, met so many different people. Yeah, some of it's like some of it sticks with you, some of it doesn't, and I've probably missed out a bunch of stuff that was real impactful on me. But you know, it's just you'd be here for hours just yeah re- reminiscing about all that. Well, it's hard to fit everything in an hour, but yeah, I, I'm hopefully soon we're going to change the format slightly. Like I'm going to start focusing on things. So like we might talk about an an event and get some people yeah. on to like to chat about one one particular moment in time and, and start doing yeah. that kind of a stuff so um yeah if if something comes up we'll uh, i'll get you back on we can we can <laughs> yeah. dive down so, the rabbit hole again <laughs> yeah i'll have to get um travel back into facebook and look at some refresh my memory on some things you know <laughs> yeah well that's <laughs> a good events. thing about these days it's all there so that's yeah that's it yeah. i look Before. back through my facebook someone asked me for a photo a few few weeks ago and Went back to my and I was like, I totally forgot about all of this stuff, but it's all there. Oh, some of it at the time, you're like, man, this will stay with me forever. And then a few weekends later, you know, you're at another event and you've almost forgotten about the last one. Like, yeah. Too many good times. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good after parties too. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Josh, well... Thanks. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much for dropping in. And um, you know, what, what's the current paintball? Is it sort of just a, a stop on everything at the moment for you? Um, for me, yeah. At the moment, I um, oh man, it's always there. You know, like oh, I could, you know, could be interested in getting back into playing some events. But um, especially seeing as uh, you know, my brother's now playing Super Sevens with Rebels, like uh. And I'd love to get on board and uh, play around with him. With Nathan? Yeah, yeah, with old Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, I've ruined that meme, mate. People are going to be pissed. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, it's um, definitely definitely the pool's still there. You know, you could see me out in the field at some stage. Nice. Yeah, that'd be it'd be good to see. Well, hopefully, hopefully, uh, as things get lifted and. yeah, we get back into paintball. Maybe we'll see you out here one day. If you do, drop us a line and we'll catch up. Oh, for sure. No doubt. 
Awesome. We'll, we'll leave it there. Thanks, thanks, Josh, and uh, have a good rest of the day and look after yourself. Yeah, you too, Scott, man. Thanks a bunch. It's been good. Cheers. That's a wrap on another episode of Down Under Paintball. Thank you once again for Josh Bailey for sitting down, taking the time and having a chat. Something I really enjoyed about that episode was, yeah, Josh's outlook on paintball, how he chose early just to play with friends instead of playing for the big name teams. I think that for any new paintballers out there, you just need to find your why and why you're out here doing it. If you are out here playing paintball to have fame and glory, then by all means push, get on those big teams and try and win as many tournaments as you can. But for everybody else, just make sure you're out there having fun. Make sure you're with a good group of guys and girls out there on the field just enjoying the sport that we all love. It's very easy to get wrapped up in the competition of the sport and be chasing victory and having your emotions ride on that victory. So whether you're having fun in the sport or not really comes down to winning. It doesn't always have to be like that. I've seen example after example of teams that are all just best buds out there and they get results because their main aim is to have fun and when you're having fun that's when the sport's easy and that's when the results happen and the wins come. I think the most important thing is just that everyone on the team has the same mindset and everyone's on the same the same mission. So once again if you enjoyed the episode or didn't let me know. You can drop me a line on Facebook. Just search out the podcast there. Or you can hit me up via email at dupaintball at outlook.com. So that's it for this episode. Thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll see you next week.